0: Welcome back to episode two of Siege Mentality. I am Duke. I'm here with my buddy Siege. What's going on, man? Can we like change that lady's
1: voice when the recorded, like, so when we start the podcast, it's like, this is now being recorded. That is the most annoying voice in the world.
0: This is now being recorded. You know, I didn't know. That's a real person.
1: It has to be a real person. It's like so painful. It it couldn't possibly be a robot.
0: I thought, uh, I thought it was literally a robot, but then I saw the girl who did it on TikTok. She's got her little soundproof booth set up and she was like, watch this. And then did that voice. Well, I'm
1: so I, I can't believe I, hopefully there's like one follower on the TikTok account cuz that it's painful. It's just
0: like what is that? I don't know. Are you big on TikTok? No. My wife's all over it. Unfortunately, I got her started, but now she watches it all day long. I think uh, I'm ready for our house to be put up for sale. Someone just to hack into our home and and put it up for sale or something. <laughs> is that pretty much how that works? I don't know. <laughs> You're the one who's married. I, I don't know
1: how that works.
0: Yeah, welcome to The Married Life. Hey, episode two here. Excited to get going. A lot to talk about. As always, we'll whip around the world of sports, starting with uh, our coworker Brian Healy, who won $100,000 on Wednesday evening. Not even $100,000, $111,000. That's the weird thing with this dude. The extra 11K was just kind of thrown in there you kind of like forget about it. It's just like, Oh, there's one
1: digit. And then like, you kind of forget what the other digits are. And it's like, you know, like, even if there was no one, like 10,000 is always a nice night. So yeah, it was really nice. I actually did the, for the first time ever, I did the whole go to sleep before lock thing. Cause I had to be up at 6am today, which for me is just like the end of the world. Like it is it literally is normally the end of the world. So I, but one time it's like, screw it. I'm just going to go to sleep early. And it actually was a much more enjoyable experience than I thought it would be. So
0: Less stressful, I'm sure.
1: Oh, I actually woke up at six and the alarm went off. And I was like, oh, I'm not absolutely miserable right now. I guess that's what happens when you go to sleep at 10
0: instead of like one. (laughs) Well, you actually did the live stream with Healy, right? Yesterday?
1: Yeah. I I can't really say I contributed a whole lot to that lineup. I guess I kind of like San Fran too. But yeah, it was a lot of – he was on Houston. I was – a little more skeptical, but the Houston or the Colorado bullpen was just a complete disaster yet again. So it worked out for them and they, and they weren't anywhere near as chalky as I thought they were going to be. I thought they'd be super chalk they checked in like way lower owned than I thought. And as soon as I saw the ownership, I kind of knew it was going to happen. I was like, uh oh,
0: Coors isn't owned. Oops. <laughs> That's the thing that gets me. No matter the sport, it's, it's when you you don't overthink yourself, but you just maybe miss out on that ownership projection. And something you really wanted to play ends up being lower owned than you thought.
1: Oh, it wasn't even like I really wanted to play it, but that, it was one of those ownership percentages like, oh, I would have played it at that.
0: <laughs> obviously, a lot of stuff going on in baseball this week. Last night, uh, obviously, Mr. Tom Brenneman of the Cincinnati Reds utters a slur, you're not allowed to say, uh, offensive term when he thinks he's off air. He wasn't. Everyone heard it. He starts going viral for all the wrong reasons, comes back on. And the part to me that I thought was hilarious, not that, you know, nothing you can say about what he said is hilarious. He's apologizing on air during the game, and Cassianos hits a dinger. And of course, the ever the play by play man that he is stops in the middle of his, you know, I'm a Christian man, I'm faith, you know, to call the home run.
1: I don't know what the poor guy was, I mean, not the poor guy. He said it himself, but. In that moment, I'm not exactly sure what else he's supposed to do other than just look even stupider and call the home run because you look stupid if you don't call the home run and then you look stupider if you do so kind of a lose-lose situation that he put
0: himself into don't you think he can just continue with the pod the uh, the apology and then just go you know and obviously you guys saw it Cassiano's hit the home run but um, sure you know. but you have to think about that like in the middle of your
1: apology like you're not exactly thinking straight at that point anyways
0: and it's not just an apology he's kind of trying to save his career right?
1: I mean I think there's nothing to save but
0: you think he's done it's 2020 I can't imagine he survives that speaking of 2020 baseball stuck in 1920 unwritten rules of baseball where are you where do you stand on unwritten rules in baseball you're a big baseball.
1: I, this is just like this topic has been beaten to
0: the death the unwritten rules are stupid you know why they're unwritten because they're too stupid to be written down I'm trying to think of other sports I was thinking about this earlier and talking to a buddy what other sports even have unwritten rules like, what even are they? The NBA
1: has like, you know, like if you're up like 20 and like, there's like 28 seconds on the shot clock, you don't take a shot with like three seconds to go. you just dribble it out.
0: Yeah, I think back to, um, I think he was a Celtic. Was that Ricky Davis who tried to get a rebound on his own backboard for a triple-double? Yeah, I remember that. He got fouled hard there. I know in NHL, obviously, it's a little bit unwritten. You know, you got to protect the skill guys. The big boys will fight you if you don't. Like, little stuff like that, I guess, makes sense. But But that's not really unwritten. That's just, like, common sense. Like, if you deck
1: someone kind of cheaply, you're going to get punched in the face. Like, that's kind of more instinctual than kind of, like, an unwritten rule.
0: What else you got for baseball this week, Siege? Anything you want to talk about?
1: I mean, Mets testing COVID and positive in Miami. I'm not sure why they're playing in Miami right now. Like, that's just a hotbed for COVID. I just think you got to move the Marlins out of there. But, I mean, we've basically not only had, like, two teams have issues. I guess the Reds had, like, one guy test positive. But hey, it's been either Miami, Atlanta-based, or it's been, you know, the Cardinals situation, which was really just dumb. So, I, I just I just don't think you can play in Miami anymore. Just shut it
0: down. Rest of the year. Start over 2021.
1: No, no. Just, like – Move the Marlins
0: somewhere else. Move them to yeah, Miami. Shut down the park.
1: Yeah, just shut down the park. Yeah, just move them to Nashville. It'll Be fine.
0: How about uh, golf? Did you see the uh, Charlie Woods, Tiger Woods' son, won a tournament?
1: I haven't paid attention to golf this week at all. I I, I just I've tuned golf out. Like between football ramping up and baseball and basketball, I just golf has just gone to the back burner.
0: There's only so much bandwidth in the day, but obviously Tiger Woods' son, going to be a lot of fanfare around him. I think he's like 10, 12, something like that. Won a tournament by a couple strokes. Uh, I was thinking about this. Do you think this kid could beat you today? Probably. You're so much, you got to be so much longer than he is, right? But
1: Uh, I'm not very, I'm not, I don't hit it very far off the tee. I'm more of a down the middle type player.
0: Well, that's that's half the hard part of golf. I know over at Barstool, uh, the Riggs, who does the golf content over there, played a twelve-year-old who's I think on this kind of level and lost to him like four and three.
1: Yeah, I, I can't imagine I'd win. Like I'm an eighteen, nineteen. Although I guess I was probably closer with sixteen by the time you know middle. Of, I guess it's still summer, but I've just ever since sports have come back, I haven't been able to play as much as. But I think I was probably down to like a sixteen, fifteen. But that kid would probably still kill
0: me. Yeah, we're in the process of moving right now. It's a, a pain in the ass in every single direction. So I haven't played in weeks, but excited to get. Oh, that I hate there. move.
1: I I I literally lived in the same place forever because I just hate the idea of moving. Is moving the nut low? I I've done it once, and I'm just like I have no interest. I have, I do kind of want to move, but it, then I just look around, and it's just like, yeah, no. It sounds like it's like so much work and for what.
0: You never know how much shit you have until you start trying to move. Them. Oh,
1: I, I'm very much aware of how much shit's in here. That, that, that no that I just it looks pretty on the camera, but I'm just st- like in my office. I'm just staring at like <laughs> just, boxes.
0: It's it's an episode of Hoarders in there. It's just stacked on top of each other.
1: Yeah, basically, spare <laughs> spare closet. Like basically, you can't see to the roof. Well, and, about, and I've actually and I've actually like taken some stuff out. It's like actually better than it was.
0: We did so. What we've done is we did a Goodwill trip. So we went through our closets. It took out everything that we're not going to wear anymore, basically, things we haven't worn in a while, and then packed that up. We had five bins that went to Goodwill. We just did another one yesterday because we're like, I, I came from the business world. I have 500 shirts I'm never going to wear again that hopefully someone else will enjoy. Like, take these. I, I sit at home in my underwear all day. Why do I need a, I need a colored shirt for?
1: Actually, that's a good point. I got to freaking get the suit dry cleaned. Thanks for the reminder.
0: You're welcome. Let's move on to the NBA where, unfortunately, uh, I got to eat some crow here a little bit. So far. It, you're, you're just drawing
1: dead. Just take the L now. You so should be begging me for a bailout, a buyout. Please, please let me buy out. How many, it's over. Oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're not going to have a COVID test in
0: the bubble. <laughs> you're done. You're drawing dead. Something like five hundred tests, zero positive. It's gonna be like that the rest of the time. I'm not rooting for a test. I don't yes, want anyone are. to get COVID. Yes, but you I'm are. so competitive that I'm kinda rooting for a positive test.
1: Uh, AKA you, you just basically the you just basically made the first half of the statement was completely not true. <laughs> I mean I, I don't I, I really don't want
0: anybody to get COVID. I really don't But you don't. do you but just it twice. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to yeah, be wrong. Exactly. That means you're rooting for someone to get COVID. Well, I think another place I might be wrong, and I I know I went at you for this. I know a bunch of people have went at you for this, the Jason Tatum, Anthony Davis thing. I'm actually welcome aboard, baby. I'm turning the team siege on this one.
1: Oh, I, I, I mean, look, if you're, if you just, the problem is that like so many people fought me for so long on this, that like they're just never going to admit that they're wrong. Like the kid's still 23 or 22. And Anthony Davis is, like, 29. Like, imagine what's going to happen, like, when he actually gets somewhere near his prime.
0: I I guess for me, I thought his ceiling was lower than it was. That was my argument. I thought Anthony Davis' ceiling was higher at a position with less talent, and that would be why he was so impactful. But Jason – I mean, Jason, he's a freaking point guard at times now. Have you seen, like,
1: like those three-pointers he just can hit now every time are just like, all right, you're not covering that. Like, those step-back threes, it's just like, oh, come on. Like, even when he shoots him, I'm just like, really? And then they go in, and I'm like, all right.
0: Yeah, like, oh, yep. <laughs> we, <laughs> I, don't, you, remember, I don't, you probably don't remember old Ohio State basketball days. They had a player named Chris Gent, uh, you know, a white dude, three-point shooter. Baker would dribble it up, pass the Gent, he he'd dribble around. He'd shoot my dad every single time would go, don't shoot! Oh, good shot. Good shot. That's how it is with your boy at this point. Well, they're normally not that bad,
1: but you're just like, really, that's the best shot we can get. And then, like, halfway, you realize, like, oh, that's that's another swish.
0: <laughs> By the way, Anthony Davis is an old man. He's 27 years old.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he can't even beat Portland. So, um, uh, you know.
0: Are the Lakers done or finished? No,
1: they just missed, like, a gazillion open looks. There was a nice video montage on Twitter of just like, every open three it was it was like look at this elite portland defense and what it really was was just the lakers being wide open on every shot and not making a thing
0: the internet is undefeated man
1: oh it was really funny because i hadn't been paying close attention to the game i was i was practicing at darts practice and i kind of just kept looking at the score i was like what the hell's going on but yeah it was just like open threes like all day and no one made one i was like all right well that will regress
0: what'd you think of the poor zingas injection
1: Uh, is there anyone on the planet who thought it was a good idea except the referee that did it I mean, that's how do we how do props we to Cuban this? for not getting fined, by the way? Yeah, thought, I thought he was minus 700 to get a fine.
0: I would have gone broke betting on that.
1: Oh, yeah, it's just like I thought for sure the guy was gonna list. I thought he was gonna
0: like, write the check and then say something like have the
1: check and be like, here you go, Adam Silver, and then just
0: start ripping away. Isn't his next fine though like five million dollars? Maybe that's why.
1: Yeah, five, five million. There's no chance he's gonna find him five million dollars. <laughs> he's yeah
0: i mean like, maybe in? a
1: million but i mean whatever he'll make that back in like a that. who would
0: you take right now jason tatum or Luka Doncic?
1: you have to take luca i mean the kid's 20 like he's, he's a, freak. a freak like I, I know he's got defensive liabilities but like, you just take luca and figure it out from there
0: bad haircut though
1: i if you play basketball like that you can wear what you can have your haircut whatever way you darn well
0: please look can i start a petition to get freaking bobon more minutes
1: I, I didn't watch that game last night again. I went to sleep early. So, like, I,
0: I don't apparently like Bobon's
1: the reason they won the game. Well, I mean, he, he got the well. TNT interview. He couldn't have been terrible.
0: <laughs> First of all, he's he's awesome, right? I think, you know, the big argument is he doesn't play defense, can't guard the pick and roll, you can't play in more minutes. If it's not a fitness issue, get his ass out there. He's seven foot three with an eight foot wingspan. You can figure out a defense to make him work.
1: I mean, I. I I mean, I think he's awesome, but I think he's kind of – he is what he is, and he knows what he is, and that's fine.
0: Yeah, I guess – could he ever be a 20-minute guy? I mean,
1: sure, but you'd have to be up against against some also immobile center with no range like
0: Rudy Gobert. Seth Curry was plus 30 last night. (sighs) Well, explains why he didn't win any NBA money. Okay. Yeah, how does that make any sense?
1: I, I was choosing between Seth Curry and someone else, and I apparently chose poorly. I didn't even look at the box score yet, to be honest. I went to sleep super early, and I was just like, one of those days. Let me just pull out the box score. I'm probably going to laugh very hilariously at Seth Curry's like, is it, is it? Am I going to really laugh? I, yeah, I, think you'll en- I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, God. It's probably going to be like
0: 9 of 10 from 3, I'm sure. What the hell is going on with Donovan Mitchell, by the way?
1: Let's see, he Seth had 30 Curry's points system.
0: last night, but he's, he's been struggling lately. Enjoy- no, like- oh, it's not that bad. What'd you say? I'm sorry. So what's going on with Donovan Mitchell? 30 points last night, but struggling.
1: It's fine. I mean, that they're the Jazz aren't going to shoot 46% from the three of that entire series. Like, whatever.
0: You got the numbers. I mean, that
1: that that's just like that's honestly that's why sweeps are just so hard these days. It's because just like teams just if they shoot a ton of threes, like they'll just luck into one game where they go shoot like 23 for 50 and win the
0: game. The one thing I've never been able to figure out is how wildly different these teams look from game to game within a series. And I know it's small adjustments well, the, here and there. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, like for Denver, in that Denver game, for example, they put Royce O'Neal on Jamal Murray to stop the Jamal Murray Jokic pick and roll, and they had no response. Jamal Murray couldn't make a jump shot and just was kind of just – and they couldn't play any defense. And they also just – the Jazz just couldn't miss a three. Like, they're just – Rudy go oh, – that's free throws. So I was like, What? But, like, Donovan Mitchell went six for seven, Joe Ingles four for nine, Royce O'Neal went three for four.
0: I mean, come on. Even Emmanuel Moutier made a three. Like,
1: that's when you just know it's not going well.
0: Yeah, that's when you just close the computer, move on to the next day. Yep, pretty much. Uh, how about your boy Lewis Hamilton taking down another win? Is he just minus 500 to win every week? I don't agree. Admittedly. I mean, it, this it, isn't an it, F1, it, F1 track podcast. track like
1: Spain, yeah. Like, last week was destined to be pretty boring. Um, like Mercedes is really good, but they're they 're instituting some new rules to try to like basically the Mercedes engine is just so much better than everyone else 's engine that like they have like these special modes for qualifying where they just like blow by everybody else and then they don 't use them in the race and so now they 're just now they 're coming down with a new rule that basically like if you you can 't use a mode in qualifying that you can 't you don 't use in the race and so now they're like basically they 're just trying to make mercedes slower we 'll see how it works i don 't think it 's going to work out very well but Mercedes like seems, seems pissed and Red Bull seems excited. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. Typically, you know what that means. It's like when they tried to make the courses longer for Tiger Woods.
1: Yeah. That's kind of my opinion. It's just like that engine's just so much better. I just don't, I think they're just going to figure out a new way to be awesome, but we'll see. They're going to a track where you probably need every little bit of power you can get. So they will probably just use the party mode the whole time, but we'll see.
0: Are you just big into F1 or do you like NASCAR as well?
1: I love F1. I like I, NASCAR for me is just like, I I respect it. It was really cool when I got to go to a race. But I don't know. I just have a it's a great DFS sport if you're MMEing. But honestly, it's Sundays are just such a big day for me in season long baseball. It's just really hard for me to just like give NASCAR the time it deserves.
0: How was Whereas F
1: one uh... I'm just betting like there's no daily fantasy, so I just bet I just make bets over available on at least sports betting. We're up like eight units on the season, nine units on the season. Um through like four races that I bet on. So yeah no it's uh i'm a huge i'm just a huge f1 fan again just watch the doc on netflix like it's got everything it really does
0: it's on the watch list i haven't got to it yet and
1: and like the best part is like they during the races they show the like they have the radio calls and and they're just basically cursing on their drivers like fuck that guy what the hell is he doing like send them back to freaking f3 like they're just then, like they they do like sometimes they get really mad. And they they're not afraid to put it on air, and you're just like, yeah, here just we go, cussing each other. Oh, like especially like if they get blocked and qualify, we like like somewhat there's like one or two drivers that basically pay for their rides. Basically, they're called pay drivers, and the one driver's just like, I don't care how much money that guy pays, get him off the freaking track. <laughs>
0: Costing me money. Well, hey, I know you're up a bunch of units. I see the the bets coming through over at Elite Wins all the time. I might not ever lose another soccer bet again. I think I'm like nine and one this week. Yeah, you've been on
1: fire for like, Champions
0: League. Did you get I, to watch I, Champions League? I, I didn't watch any Champions. What? See,
1: come on, man. I was at. I again. I'm like I'm doing my CLEs. For anyone, any lawyers out there, knows what the misery of CLEs are. And uh, so, I mean, they're virtual, so they're not as bad. Like I can sit in my office chair. Like, it's better than normal. But it's still, like, up at 6 a.m., like, you know. And it's just boring. Like, I I, I, I love being a lawyer. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate my license and all that. But, uh, yeah, CLEs are – actually, that's not true. There was a good one today. But, like, most of them are just boring as hell, and you're just like
0: – What does CLE uh, stand for? I don't even uh, know that Continuing means. Legal Education. There you go. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, let it's me been, fill you I in get on why
1: they're necessary. I get why they're thing. And like, it's cool. Like I get it. I, I definitely probably retain more than I give credit for but.
0: Well, let me fill you in on what you missed. Bayern Munich are good. PSG are good. They're meeting in the final on Sunday. Will you watch that? Let's start there. I know Sundays are busy for you, but 3 yeah, I'll
1: definitely watch. I'll definitely. Watch. Well, what time's the match? No, three.
0: three Eastern two your time.
1: Yeah. I'll probably watch it.
0: Yeah. You got an opinion on who's going to win?
1: I honestly haven't watched the semis. I I probably will watch them. They're on demand on CBS LX. So I'll probably watch them. The next day I'm bored over the weekend. I'll have a better opinion at that point. But that doesn't do the podcast any good,
0: does it? Fire are an absolute wagon. You can get them right now at plus one hundred five. Go ahead and do that. If you want to grab Lewandowski to score, that's not a bad bet either. Serge Gnabry's on fire, but don't fall into that trap as far as the bet goes. Let's move on to NCAA football. Is there? A, oh, look, we talked about this the last yeah. two. Podcasts. All right,
1: time to eat some crow. For me, my turn.
0: Let's start here. We'll start with my issue, and then start we'll with move with Notre on to Dame. your Let's issue. Let's just get it out of the way. Okay, fine. Notre Dame suspends class for two weeks. Five players test positive for COVID today. Thursday. You told me for several weeks now, Notre Dame's playing football. Where do you stand today?
1: I think they're gonna play football. I think that I think the administration got caught off guard that people would be that stupid to have hundred per people part per people house parties. I think they did not expect that at all. I think they got caught really off guard that people could possibly be that stupid. because uh, the intake testing was good. It was like ninety-nine point seven percent of people tested negative, like. It was good. Um, I think it's going to be two weeks of online, and then I think they're just going to really clamp, cramp down. Like, you have an off-campus party, you're gone. Do you, and I, I think laugh. that will solve the problem. I really do.
0: Well, I know on Pat McAfee's show today, uh, Ballard, a GM for the Colts, talked about the responsibility inside the locker room and players holding each other accountable. Those are grown men who are getting paid and have money on the line here. Can you have that sort of situation in college as well? You would think – that these guys would look at the guy next to him and say, don't cost us a season, but these are kids, man.
1: Well, I mean, they were living in the dorms. Like, I'm not sure it was the football player's stupidity. Unless they got moved, I'm pretty sure they're still living in the dorms. So, like, I don't blame the football players. Like, they probably just interacted with an idiot undergrad who, you know, went to that party or interacted with someone that was at that party, right? So, you know, I'm not going to blame the football players for that. But considering they went all summer and didn't have any tests, like – I. There's only one new 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 denominator, and it's called undergrads. So I'm not going to blame the football team for that. But yeah, I'm pretty stupid, but um, I think it's fixable. Obviously, uh, but you're just going to have to like make it clear like
0: you go to an off-campus party, you're gone. Like that's it.
1: It has to be zero tolerance.
0: That's the only way to get it done. I think you hit the yeah. nail on the head, man. We've we've gone through weeks of practice. I just issue. can't believe that they're. Uh, even, I just can't,
1: like, I did a lot of dumb things in college, don't get me wrong. I can't imagine being that dumb. Like, I can't imagine being that dumb. Like, I I that can't. is just, like, the epitome of dumb.
0: Yeah, but then, you know, she says she just wants to hang out, and then you don't know, you know, what she's been doing. She said she's been quarantined, but she hasn't been quarantined. But
1: that, that, that's that's that, but that's not going to cause super, a sp- hundred person party. That's what we're talking about. That's bad. That's horrible.
0: That's ninety-nine too many.
1: Like hundred people off campus parties, like were a rarity even in non-COVID eras. Like you, those weren't like a common thing. It happened like once every two months, maybe. And even then, they were a lot to get busted. I just I can't imagine who thought that was a good idea.
0: So they're still practicing. They've, they've isolated the five players. They're still going to try to practice. I mean, wh- where do you I'm really you curious stand? to
1: see if they move the football players into the hotel that they're probably not using. There's an on-campus hotel. I'm, I know that they like to have the football players live in the dorms and interact with the undergrads, and it's really one of the cool parts of Notre Dame. But I think you got to really consider just locking them up in the hotel room.
0: Do you think there's a case for – let me put it this way. Do you think any school – We'll take the extreme measure, because we saw North Carolina have issues, other schools have issues, of saying athletes are isolated, in this case just football players are isolated, undergrads optional. Because you can't just say, undergrads, you're out of here. We're going to keep just the football team here so we can make the money off of their work. You can't say that. You think there's a chance where they say there's optional on-campus housing and isolate the football players.
1: I mean, I think they're gonna. I i I'm, I think that's probably Notre Dame's next move. I bet you they're gonna isolate them in the hotel. I haven't talked. I mean, that's just my speculation. I that just be. I mean, that'd be my guess. Either like they've got to really just lock it down, or they've got to just isolate the football team. Honestly, there's too much money. Like, there's too much money involved to really screw this up
0: which is why I can't believe the Big Ten took the measures that they did. We can move on.
1: I don't think the Big Ten – I think – remember how we talked about last week on kept 10, Ohio State and Michigan, we're going to have a season this year no matter what?
0: I do. Do you think it's going to happen? So here's what happened. Let me set it up for everybody. Siege is right. Last week we talked about the Big Ten. They they released the schedule six days later, five days, six days later. They then cancel all fall sports, which obviously includes the big one, football here. Justin Fields, quarterback for Ohio State, potential Heisman winner, you know, top five pick in the NFL draft after this season. Goes out, starts a petition, supported by a number of other players. Gets over 250,000 signatures within 24 hours, I want to say. We have parents from Big Ten schools going to Chicago to confront, you know, the new commissioner who doesn't even live there yet. He's still in Minnesota. It's an absolute mess. Uh, The Big Ten commissioner has now come out and said that, you know, here are the reasons – why we aren't going to play this year. And the presidents voted on it. So we're getting misleading statements here. Some people are saying the presidents didn't have a vote. Some are saying they did have a vote. Siege, you've been on, you've been on this thing that Michigan, Ohio State, those schools are going to find a way to play. Where do you think we are today?
1: I think that Ohio State, Michigan, Nebraska, uh, can, why can't I think of the other ones? Iowa. Or six. Penn Iowa, State. Penn State and Wisconsin? Yep. Uh, we're, we're going to have a schedule. They were going to play home at home and it got out before they were ready to announce, and then I think the other Big Ten schools went, wait a minute, if you're going to do this, we don't want to get left out. And now I they're kind of all regrouping, thinking
0: maybe we screwed this up. This might be a hot take. I prefer what they're talking about versus Me what too. we usually do. I prefer- Me too. Home and home? Like Michigan, Ohio State, home and home? It, Wisconsin, That'd be amazing. I mean, and by the way, do you think i give a shit about Rutgers, Maryland, Purdue, Indiana. These are wasted weeks. These are bye weeks for the the elite of of the Big 10. You could say, "Hey, maybe one day they'll have a good team." Drew Brees had a good year, you know, 15 years, 20 years ago. Northwestern won a Big 10 title in the last Well, apparently the
1: Michigan governor's the problem. But that, I mean, that's only one. I've only
0: heard that once. Yeah, that's a totally different podcast where you and I could probably spend 3 hours talking about that. But
1: I, apparently like there's like there's going to be no football in Michigan like no matter what and so then they're like Michigan, then they're like, well, maybe Michigan can go play somewhere else. And then like that got that got out. And then, you know, it's a whole shebang. Well,
0: we I mean we addressed it last week. Iowa State today is gonna play. Iowa's not. In Ohio, the Bengals are gonna play. The Browns are gonna play. The Cincinnati Bearcats are gonna play. Ohio State is not. How does that make any sense? It doesn't make any sense. Could there be don't you think there's gonna be you're a lawyer? Shouldn't there be lawsuits out the ass coming from this?
1: I mean, it's just what for what though? Like what's the real damage is like, as long as you can keep your year of eligibility, it's the only damage that you got.
0: Do you think there's an advantage if Trevor Lawrence plays this season and Justin Fields doesn't and they head to April for the draft?
1: Yeah, but like you can't prove anything. Like you can't prove that like he would have had a good season and therefore jumped Trevor Lawrence, like I mean I mean I'm not it's not my like I'm it's a hypothetical, right? It's not actually ever gonna be a real case, so take it for a grain of salt. It's not legal advice. It's just an opinion too. So I just don't, I don't see why anyone would bother. But then again, dollars. I say that about most cases. I'm
0: like, why are you bothering? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's name any lawsuit like that. And yeah, then the majority of lawsuits. Yeah, that's true too. So I, you know, I mean, Okay, I didn't know we'd be on the same side there, but I'm—I'm I'm actually the idea of home and away. And for those who don't—oh yeah, that just—I
1: uh, mean, I mean, it kind of sucks. There's no crowds for, for like. Imagine if they could play home and home with like crowds.
0: Whew. The, I mean, the rivalries are intense. And I think it would oh. i think it would help recruiting. I think it would help everything. And by the way, it's so like Michigan, Ohio State. Well, that, oh, I think that's
1: why the other schools in the Big Ten are like, oh, shit. Like, imagine, like, if this was like a ratings bonanza, those six would be like, you know what?
0: We're better off without the other ones. <laughs> why? I've been saying – I've been banging this drum for 10 years. Why does anyone need the NCAA? Why do any of these schools and conferences need the NCAA? They don't. You're telling me the, the elite don't. of the elite can't find their own TV contracts? Can't – you know, formulate their own March Madness. Can't find advertisers. Can't find someone to broadcast this. They don't need the NCAA. No, they don't. Ohio State doesn't need the Big Ten.
1: No, I mean that's why that's why everyone keeps complaining about Notre Dame joining a conference, and I'm laughing it. I'm like, Nah, we're good. Thanks. We don't need a conference. We're fine. So there is a, there is a benefit to having a conference, right? I mean, sure, but like I miss that. Like there's some benefit to it, but if, like for example, Notre Dame because just – can do everything else in the ACC. So it's just like, great. It's perfect.
0: Yeah. You need a willing participant there. And I guess I if mean, more the ACC, teams the did ACC,
1: it, the ACC was like, okay, we get all, you mean we get to have Notre Dame on our schedules every, every year. Great. Sounds like a plan.
0: There's a free win. Anything else NCAA football wise? I mean, I'm, uh, man, I was, I'm,
1: I'm kind of like still skeptical, Yeah, but I do know like NFL, like, do you see the chiefs are going to have like 20,000 fans in that stadium? huh why 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 are can. we doing this do not they, do not ruin football for me damn it because they can so well, even parsons uh, up for re-election you think he's really gonna like uh, politics is i guess it's kind of political but like he's not gonna be the one to freaking ban kansas city chiefs fans from going to that stadium no way
0: i encourage it actually what? He said he might encourage it, actually. Well, like, even here in Atlanta, MLS is coming back. Um, you know, Atlanta is a unique by situation. By the way, I, I should say, like, like there's, like, there have been, like, small,
1: like, for example, like, I'm a season ticket holder at a really small USL club called uh, St. Louis FC. Actually, it might be in its final season. But, um, like, they've had, we've had fans at games. But I'm talking, like, it's a seat's, like, 5,000. There were, like, 200 people there that's, like,
0: completely spread out. Spread out. Yep. I saw that with, um, the Madison USL team as well. This is fun. I have to admit going and sitting in the stands at a sporting event has been fun. Not going to lie. Even, you you know, saw on the entire time too. Like, so you've gone kind of fun. You've gone to some games. Yeah. What was it like? What was it like getting into the park? You know, who's finding seats? Do you have assigned seats?
1: A season ticket holder. So assigned seats, you know, it's all spread out. Um, like super spread out too. So like we've had my group, my friends and I've had these seats for, three or four years now and some of them had it longer than that uh so it's just you know kind of like my bubble anyways we're just moving the bubble to a stadium and there's like no one within like 25 feet of us in any direction
0: so. are you sitting in your usual seats or they just have it section we
1: sl- we slid
0: over one section closer
1: to midfield they were like sorry we have to upgrade your seats and i was like dang i feel yeah, sorry yeah. like yeah tough break huh darn
0: yeah my yeah, lights like, are the way
1: much better yeah, food terrible. and beer situation was that open or was it all closed uh open six feet you know like between people and people are actually like doing it too
0: like they actually were like we like being at a sporty event so we're gonna follow all the rules <laughs> that's i mean it, it may take someone like nick saban coming out and saying like hey look even if you don't want to do it let's say football put a mask on to get us through the season. where was that
1: five weeks ago It should have been done like six weeks ago it should have been an advertising campaign like each sec school should have been on like statewide being like wear a mask if you want college football
0: Hey man, don't blame the SEC for all these Big Ten schools canceling. But that's true. At least the SEC is like, we're going to play. How about some NFL talk? Where do you want to start with NFL? I'm I'm getting more back into the best balls here. This I is probably fired up last... like a hundred
1: best balls in the last two days. I was going to say this know.
0: is probably our last episode that's not real heavy NFL as we get closer. We're what four weeks away from NFL.
1: Yeah, we probably should start
0: like doing football heavy stuff. Huh? Yeah, I think probably next week will be a lot more uh, NFL here, but obviously. Just looking at the freaking content coming out of Fantasy Guru, you can tell we're ramping up and getting really close to the season. A boatload of of news coming out just this week. I think the probably the big one. I mean, should we start with Miles Sanders?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I've been about as high as Miles Sanders as you can get. Uh I gotta be honest, it really hasn't changed a whole lot for me. Like week to week now, like we're still three and a half weeks away from opening day. Like I'm not panicking and I'm I'm getting some discounts on them, and I'm taking the discounts. To be honest,
0: yeah, this is almost feels like like the drop off has been too severe. Like the you're you're getting value at this point.
1: I mean, I would agree with that assessment, but I, that that's why I've been playing best balls the last couple of days. I've been grabbing, you know, like I could have grabbed late first round shares, like that was definitely like possible, but I kind of already have a bunch of those, so I was just kind of I rank I set my rankings to the point where if he fell in the second round, I'd get him. And I picked up some shares in the second round, so that was kind of nice. How often are you tweaking your rankings? Well, probably like I mean, when I'm doing them, like probably like in the middle. If I'm like, gee whiz, like I don't love this guy, and I keep getting them, I'll just move him down.
0: Fair enough. So, this- like
1: Michael Pittman Jr., for example, like I'm okay with him, but I was starting to get like a really high percentage. It's like I don't need forty percent
0: Michael Pittman Jr. Like let's move him down <laughs> fifteen spots. I was doing that yesterday with some of my builds for Champions League. I'm like, do, do I really want this much Thiago? But anyway, much uh, much different game here. How about? Uh, I think one of the bigger stories is Tyron Smith. He got hurt today at practice for the uh, the Cowboys. Obviously, what is he like? 24 still? I feel like he's been in the league for 10 years. Yeah, he's been around forever. But I, you know, one of the uh, the two mammoth tackles there for the Cowboys. Obviously, really deep in the backfield here, but losing a tackle like that, uh, not great. Don't know how long he's going to be out, but um, not good. Yeah, it doesn't seem very good, does it? Kyrie Kill, leaves practice with a leg injury today.
1: Yeah, I saw that. That's not great. Um, I already was taking Kelsey over him anyway, so I don't have a ton. But, yeah, it's not good. I have a bunch of Hardman,
0: but, again, like you kind of want that offense at full health, so I don't really want to mess with it. So, hopefully, he's all right. I was actually looking at, uh, you were going back and forth with a couple people today about Mr. Kelsey. It, it, there's, look, they're like in a seasonally, like a redraft league, like a tournament online, like I
1: would ever, I would never take Kelsey in the second round, like ever, or Kittle. Like it's, you, you just gotta get still skill talent. But in best ball, it's completely different. Like the gap between the top five tight ends and everyone else is massive. And so getting one or two of them on your roster is just, it's a cheat code. It really is. Um, I think I, there's a lot of data out there on the win rates of having one of those two tight ends last year. I think it was like two times expectation. I went to pull it up, but then I kind of forgot what I was doing. So I don't have it in front of me, but like, it's massive if you get one of those guys and we'll see. I, ex- I expect Kelsey to move into round one before too long here in the, in those best ball formats, just because people are going to look at the back of the first round and just be like, let me get an edge at the tight end position. Like Kelsey's going to be an edge. And if I get into a shootout, you know, type format in the playoffs, like I want to have like the best player on the field. So,
0: what's your spread looking like at quarterback,
1: and best balls right now?
0: That's where it's I struggle to be a honest.
1: ton of it's a ton of Jared Goff, and then just everyone else is kind of sprinkled in.
0: Are you is are you higher than everyone else on Jared Goff you've mentioned? Yeah, just Where's because like from?
1: like last year he was one was one of the most unlucky seasons of all time from a quarterback. Like if you look at yards per touchdown. Like, he is just such an outlier his last season, like how few touchdowns he got for his passing yardage. So I just expect that to regress.
0: Do you think as a team they'll bounce back this year?
1: Yeah, but I'm not really worried. about like, I don't think it was – I don't think the team was that bad last year. I just think they kind of got unlucky in a few spots. Like, I don't think they were that bad. I just think, like, they got unlucky with a
0: couple defensive injuries and they just didn't really have a good replacement. Higby, Cup, Woods, pretty good weapons there for uh, Jared Goff. Other injuries or anything that popped up today or this week? I know Nick Nick Chubb had a little bit of a concussion issue. Never like to see that. You know, anything with the head is a little bit of a worry. DeAndre Hopkins is back to practice this week. What do you think of Hop this year? Obviously, he's, he had such a big target share. Everyone and their brother is is going after, um, freaking what's his name over at the, the Texans? Will Fuller. I guess, are they projecting him to take that target share that DeAndre Hopkins has? Because they're two completely different players.
1: I think Will Fuller can be that player.
0: Like, I, what's, I, what's Will Fuller's route tree? He's got the full route tree. Do you think so? Yeah. he just to stay healthy. He wasn't but, asked to do it or what? I mean – He was doing it in Houston. It's just like he used to forget because he was always hurt. I, it'll be interesting to see how he is without Hopkins there. But what do you think about Hopkins over at uh, Arizona? I think he's fine. I just don't think they're going to like – be like, all right, now we're going to throw it
1: to Hopkins, like they were in Texas. Like, he's going late to early three. Sounds about right to me.
0: What do you think about him with um, you know the other weapons there at, at Arizona? Obviously, a little bit different personnel grouping than he had at Houston. I mean, he had such a target share at Houston. We can see something similar at Arizona.
1: I don't think so. I think it's going to just be like he's going to be the 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 guy who's in the you know like the, I, even uh, Kyler came out and talked about it like last year when they ran bunch sets like. It didn't work because there was no double team on the guy across the field in this year. He's like, now you have to double double cover DeAndre Hopkins. So, yeah, I think it's going to definitely be interesting to sit, see. If that's for sure.
0: I'm always looking at, you know, in the no matter of the sport, when someone like that, like I'm, you know, I'm writing a big article over in Elite Fantasy right now for the Champions League final. Neymar is a guy who draws so much attention. So I'm looking at who's around him that can eat up that space that's maybe left. Larry Fitz. Christian Kirk, I mean, who's the one that benefits the most from Hopkins taking up all that attention? Probably Kirk, I would imagine. That's what I'm thinking too, but I'm, I'm wondering if I'm not grabbing enough Fitzgerald. He seems yeah, like he's I just so grabbing solid. grabbing a
1: little bit more, but like I'm not, I don't want to get crazy on it because it's Larry Fitz. Like he just, I don't think he's going to win you anything. I think he's just solid.
0: Probably more season-long than best ball.
1: I think he's more best ball than season-long person. Really, because you think i will pop off a few weeks or what? No, just because, like, if you're looking at, like, if you need him, like, if he's in your starting lineup, it means something's gone wrong with the guys around him, True. like injuries and whatnot. So I kind of want to get someone that I know will just get me, like, 10 points. And that's kind of him.
0: That's definitely Larry Fitz. Um, what else you got for uh, for NFL from just news and notes? What do you think about Dalvin Cook? Obviously, contract he's professional, showing up every day, but contract talks are ongoing. Do you think that has any impact on him? He's such a stud, man. I just worry about
1: the shoulder. I'm just not giving the shoulders right
0: pretty big deal for a physical running back
1: yeah just a little bit
0: just a bit so are you are you, a, are you a buyer are you a seller what are we doing today? I call
1: just like hold on I don't have a strong opinion one way or another
0: when what week are you doing are you doing much season long this year? yeah tons I know we were in our fantasy our elite fantasy staff game there when are most of your your leagues drafting I'm basically done i really? got, I got the. St- I did a lot
1: of like these comp these national comp- contests like over our friends at FFPC.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I did a lot of those during quarantine, and lockdown. So I'm pretty much done. Like I might add like a main event team or two, but honestly, baseball main events are just taking up so much of my brain space. The idea of just like having to really just lock it in over the next ten days and then draft the main event, and then manage it in September while I'm doing baseball. Just, I don't know, doesn't sound great to me.
0: Are you guys adding and extra? And for the love
1: of God, Toronto, will you just give Jordan Romano a save chance? This guy keeps blowing him every time you put him out there. This is the second or third time they've tried to use A.J. Cole in a save situation in a doubleheader, and it hasn't worked yet. At all! Well, at least it's J.T. Realmuto getting the RBIs, but good grief, Toronto. Let your yeah. best reliever actually try to get a save for once. I know, he your, the, I know he pitched a day game and got a win, but, like, it was 13 pitches. Enough.
0: There's your uh, your your weekly update on Siege's DFS baseball It's not even DFS. There.
1: It's just seasonal this time. Like, just for the love of God, let Jordan Romano get some save opportunities. I do appreciate, though, that the Philly bullpen blew, it, blew a lead in the bottom of the sixth to the point where they actually had to bring on Hector Neris, but still.
0: We haven't talked much. I mean, we talked baseball at the start. I mean, what, what's your let's say your your bandwidth, your brain percentage? Where are we at with baseball and football right now?
1: Eighty percent baseball.
0: Yeah, you're producing a ton of content. Like max. When's that switch over to eighty percent football? I'm
1: not sure it's going to until baseball's over, to be honest.
0: So mine is
1: I'm. Um... That's kind of that's also why I don't really want to draft anymore. It's just like yeah. I feel like everyone else is paying more attention to football than me. Like I'm paying attention to it on Twitter and like I'm reading stuff, but I'm not like. Normally this, like, in August, my brain detention would be 100% football. Well, not 100%, but like, it'd be, like, 80-20 in football. But this year, it's just, like, there's so much going on. I just, I don't know what else to, like, I just don't
0: have any brain power left. And we're so quick to forget, just a few weeks ago, we had zero sports. I know, MTV. and it's the
1: exact opposite. Like, it's one of those things you knew was going to happen, and then it's still here, and you're like, God, it's just. I don't I'm hate not it. not complaining. I enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I like the fact I can turn on a basketball game at noon. But just my brain is just like like mental overload. Help me! <laughs> and I, I'm trying to be like, sorry, brain. Like you've got another six weeks of this, so figure it out.
0: See, mine's Monday. Come Monday, Sunday, Champions League final. So, you know, starting in mid-September, EPL is back. But from Monday until mid-September, it's 100% NFL. I
1: can't. That, I mean, that'd be nice. I, I just I wish I had that ability to do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep, yep. How about uh I saw Des Bryant's uh working out with the Ravens? Yawn next. I mean, does he what next. the hell is he doing? Why is he even trying?
1: There's no because he wants to be a he wants to, people to actually talk about him, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall for his trap.
0: Hmm. You think he could make an NFL roster anywhere right now?
1: I'm not talking about Des Bryant. He's like he's history. Like I'm he, I'm I'm not
0: gonna give Des Bryant what he's looking for. What will you do if he's on a roster this year? not care yeah, he wouldn't even play even if he makes it too big of a headache really for, i mean uh, he probably would play but i still wouldn't care what's going on with um drew Brees and Jameis? Drew, is drew good to go i mean he showed up to camp didn't he uh, someone on this podcast was um floating rumors that that may not happen
1: yeah then they created a bubble then he showed up that's the end of the story I mean, that's as far as I know. Uh, I mean, I might, I'm
0: not sure those are even related. I just know that they created a bubble of last minute, and then he showed up. Do you think Jameis could be successful in that system? Let's say Sean Payton stays, Michael Thomas, the whole crew, Kamara. Oh, you kidding me? Yeah, of course he could be. Does he cut down the the interception? He can see now.
1: I, can't, I want him
0: to play so bad because I think he can actually see.
1: I, wanted, I was really upset that he didn't get, like, a, a real starting job. I think he's really good.
0: He could start at Chicago. He's better than anybody on their roster.
1: Yeah, but they, they, they want to give Trubisky a chance to win the job again. That's why they didn't sign Cam Newton.
0: <laughs> oh, speaking of which. Um, I
1: have no idea what that situation is going to happen. Yeah, what's going I, I, on there, man? Apparently Cam Newton doesn't know the playbook. Jarrett Stidham has had a couple really brutal days at practice. I, I have no idea what that situation is. Like, it could be Brian Hoyer. Like, I, I don't think that was the plan. Like, Jarrett Stidham needs to wake up. Like, he's had a couple really bad days at practice. Really bad.
0: Which we do have some time here, but is there a situation? I mean, are we, are we heading for a situation where maybe Hoyer's the guy for the first couple weeks until oh, Cam gets caught just up no and then point takes a
1: And starting Brian Hoyer, like, I think I think Bill Belichick's giving Hoyer snaps to try to snap someone else into, like, waking up. It's got to be Cam week one, right? I'd be shocked if it wasn't. I thought it was going to be Sidham, like, most of the way, especially when I started reading, he couldn't read the playbook. And then after these last two days of practice that were so bad, now I just have no idea
0: uh i'm probably selling myself out here but i have i just don't know like if cam doesn't know the playbook like they just will not put him in period if cam doesn't know the playbook that says more about cam than anything else that anyone said negatively i mean he's an nfl but The past playbook's impossible like everyone struggles to learn the past playbook it's been a thing forever how do we i mean matt castle succeeded for god's sake the guy's Castle was in the system
1: for years he knew what the playbook was then dumb it down that's
0: josh mcdaniel's issue
1: they're not going to dumb it down for Cam Newton because he's a minimum signing. They're not going to dumb it down for him.
0: So, but, but so he's a minimum signing with more talent than anyone else on the roster.
1: Well, they're not going to dumb it down. Like They'll start Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer if he doesn't know the playbook. Like that's just the way the pats are going to be. They're not going to dumb it down.
0: Do you think that's a good or bad thing?
1: I like think it's a smart idea. You can't change the playbook that everyone else knows to fit, go around Cam Newton. Jared Stidham just needs to wake the hell up.
0: Like apparently, he's,
1: apparently, he's having great throws. He's just having like a couple of just brain dead throws.
0: Yeah, I don't think a couple bad days is, is going to ruin the job. If he's ultimately, it's going to be think, who Bill I, Belichick I, I, wants. Was right?
1: I think they. I don't think they were worried yesterday. Doing the same thing today, like was not great. But you know, if he rebounds well, I'm sure Belichick will love that. Like two brutal days, like just completely beat down, and then steps up. Like he would love that. So.
0: Under your we'll head see. today, who's starting? Who's starting Week One? Stidham. What, uh, hold on. Look. Who do you think Belichick wants to be the starter? I think he wants Stidham to be the starter, but I'm not sure that's
1: going to happen at this point. Hmm. As soon as, because like the first day of camp, there are the first article out of the gate was Cam Newton doesn't know the playbook, which screamed to me that they that was like the opening that for Jared Stidham to just win the job, and then just did the complete opposite, just played horrific. And so now I'm just like, I have no idea what they're going to do.
0: Could they – I mean, could he realistically figure it out in three weeks? Like, that seems oh. like a stretch. Stidham? No. Cam Newton. Yeah, I always thought it was a stretch. I thought it was always the problem.
1: Like, he signed after all, like, the offseason OTAs. I always thought that was the problem. I, but I also don't think, like – I don't think they expected Jared Stidham to be this bad after last year. Like, he was really good in practice like every every day there was like a practice report about how good he was and so i just i don't know if it's pressure i don't know what it is i don't know if it's just like a lack of reps and getting back into it but he's got to figure it out like now
0: uh yeah uh, then i need to sell some shares of, uh, of of uh our boy cam a little vested interest I, there I,
1: I think that i think that ship has sailed to be honest
0: I'll say this. I think Cam Newton has more fantasy points at the end of the year than Jared Stidham.
1: I just, I, I, I have no, but are either of them relevant from
0: scene? a fantasy perspective?
1: And I mean, if you told me Cam Newton's going to get the job, like, yeah, he'd be great. But I just like, there was, room, they were talking about like an opening week platoon and I was just like, Oh my God. Like that's
0: just, that's, that's the worst case scenario.
1: That's what I just got. When I was, oh, that's when I saw that. I was just like, they really have no confidence It's Cam. That's that was the part of the report that scared the shit out of me the most. It was like they just don't have any confidence he's going to learn the playbook in time.
0: What does that tell the team too? When they have two different guys in the huddle, I, mean, I think they're basically saying that like it's Jared
1: Stidham's job, and then Jared Stidham has been terrible.
0: It's Jared Stidham's do- job, but he's not good enough, so we brought in Cam Newton. Who's not no, smart I think, enough? I think for they k- just
1: wanted. I just think they wanted to have real competition instead of this yeah. guy he beat last year. Like he already beat Brian Hoyer out. He did that last year, so I think they were like, "Screw it." For a min salary guy, like we'll bring in someone who can actually compete, and realistically, is a better natural fit to be the backup to Stidham, anyways, because they kind of play the same type of offense. They play the same type of offense at Auburn, like so. It's a much easier transition than saying going from Stidham to Hoyer, and then Stidham has just been terrible. Like, it's still, like, three days of practice. Like, I don't want to, like, completely freak out, but it's been bad. And Cam you know Newton the... wasn't much better. Like, Cam Newton hadn't been much – like, today he had a good practice. But until today, like, he had been just as bad.
0: What are you doing with that situation in, in best ball? Are you totally touching it or just away. staying away? Just
1: staying far, far, far away.
0: So, I, I've i taken a different approach. <laughs> I'm grabbing some Cam Newton, which may sound There's like no it's a bad no discount on
1: Cam. Like, you're paying, like, the full 14 game, – you're paying like him starts yeah. every week price now. But he's, like, a 10th-round pick. Like, no chance.
0: A little early there, especially with what's around him. Um, one player yeah, – Jared I...
1: Goff is cheaper. Like, give me Jared Goff 100 times out of 100 over Cam Newton.
0: Even like if, if Cam again, starts – Like,
1: now, now, if, you know, it's seven days before opening day and Cam Newton's named the starter, you know what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go draft 40 Cam Newton teams and pay the inflated price. So that I was my question. Exposure to him at that point. But do you
0: not? So I mean, you're especially someone like you and some of our listeners who are gonna, you know, do 20 best balls. How many shares of Cam Newton should you have today? One? I mean, obviously it depends on, on where he's going, but let's say, because like you're saying, if he is named the starter, you're grab you're overpaying for him at that point. I mean,
1: I'm not gonna, but the, like he's not gonna go into like the fifth round, like he's gonna go into round eight. Is there really a big difference between eight, round eight and round ten? Not really. It's the same type of player. Now, if you told me, like, he's going to start going in the fifth round, if he's named the starter, then, like, I'd consider it. But he's not going to go ahead of, like, Dak or Russell Wilson or Kyler. So, like, he's never going to really get any higher than in the eighth round. So, at this point, like, why am I going to pay a tenth round price now when I don't know, as opposed to an eighth round price when I know?
0: That's I a player it's, it's not I a big think. enough
1: difference for me to just Reworked everything.
0: Yeah, Dak's a player I don't really uh, love, but I, I I'm kind of high on this year. Oh, How about, I love Dak? Do you? Why do you love Dak?
1: Because that offense is going to be so
0: good. That's what I'm thinking too. Right?
1: He play action. They're going to throw all the time. They're
0: going to throw all the time. Be wide open. What what, what are we doing with um, Gronkowski? I think he's undervalued. I don't mind him as like here.
1: The problem with Gronk is I'm just not going to take him on teams where i'm taking two tight ends because i just yeah. you just the durability questions are just so massive and i'm just not drafting a ton of three tight end teams because if i'm taking kelsey early like definitely not taking three tight ends there so just for me it's probably just gonna be a tough fit like if there's a team sure where like things fall out and i ha- i'm gonna take three tight ends then sure like it's probably more of a DraftKings kings best ball play where you, you have 20 man rosters and I'm more willing to draft three tight ends in that kind of format. It's like, okay, then Gronk, he could be tight end three. And if you suck, then whatever. And if you're good, then great. That's I don't want to yeah. have to count on him for anything. That's kind of my issue. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bonus, right? Yeah, but the problem is like he's not going late. He's not, yeah, he's I not going draft. late like I, There's certain, again, there's certain team constructions where it would work. It's just not a active priority.
0: Well, look, we're going to do a hell of a lot more of this. Um, coming up. Obviously, if you guys have questions, hit us up over on Twitter at Siege Mentality. And of course, Siege over at The Siege DFS, S E I G E, and I am at Duke DFS. What else you got for NFL? Anything before we head out of here, Siege? No, I think we'll save for next week. Yeah, let's do that. As you said, probably the last week where we're going uh, a ton of whip around. A lot to get to, obviously, today. Moving forward, pretty heavy on the NFL. Looking forward to that. Uh, Fun, quick 45 minutes here, buddy. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe, rate, review. Adios.